episode 14 of Pop with Ken Mills and Courtney Dold. A visit with Derek Anderson with his new album, A World of My Own. Welcome to a very special episode of Pop. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today. Later, Courtney Cronin Dold and myself will be joined by Derek Anderson. And I think that this album may be one of your favorite new albums that you've never heard before. Derek Anderson has been a member of so many different bands. He's been a bangle, he's been one of the smithereens, he's been involved in so much music. Even though he's been so blessed to be part of all these great bands, he has finally put out his first solo album, His Statement. Courtney and I will be listening to samples of it along with Derek, who will give us some insight as to where the songs came from and just kind of turn you on to some really cool music. But before that, some people have been asking us how they can get some cool pop swag. That's right, t-shirts, buttons, whatever. Just like Kate Clyborne and Jay Knight. On the other side of this, we'll be back. Take it away, Button Queen. Hey, Popheads! We know you love the hottest pop culture podcast, Pop! Now tell the world. Get your own pop swag, t-shirts, miniskirts, mugs, tote bags, and more at redbubble.com. Just search for Designs by Ken, all one word. And remember, you can get your own free pop button from Christine the Button Queen. Simply pay $3 shipping and handling for each button via PayPal at zilchorders at gmail.com. Find us on the web at poppodcast.blogspot.com, on iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts can be heard. Join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pop podcast and like us on Twitter at pop staff tweets. And welcome to pop. We have someone very cool, very talented on the other end of the line, right, Courtney? Yeah. Oh, it's not me? Oh. <laughs> well, you're there too. Well, well, it is you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have on the line Derek Anderson. And if you're Ooh. into power pop and rock and roll, this guy, he's one of those musicians that's kind of like a musician's musician in that he seems to be in every band and worked with everybody that I love. Derek Anderson, welcome to Pop. Thanks for having me. We are glad to have you here, and you have a brand new album out. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about that in, in depth. One of the things we love to do here on Pop is turn people on to great new music. And this is one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go out on, on the line right now and say that this may be the best album that you have not heard all year. Oh, that's high praise. Thank you. Well, you're so welcome. Both Courtney and myself love Power Pop, wouldn't you say, Courtney? Yes, definitely. Like, I heard three notes, and I just yelled, I love this! <laughs> now, I've what's, done my job. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's great. A world of my own. Right. And we're going to go track by track and kick it off and talk about the personnel on the album and let people know why they should buy this, okay? We might as well rip the shrink wrap off here, and let's talk about the first track. You ready? You wrote all these songs on this album with the exception of one at the very end. But that's a spoiler alert. Well, we'll get to that. The first song is Send Me Down a Sign. 
Yes, you almost had to be there Turning through the pages of my life Is there nothing more to see there? Take another chance to get it right So Derek, tell us about where Send Me Down a Sign came from. Uh, well, it's just sort of a, a message to a higher being, uh, you know, basically, am I on the right path here? Am I doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing? Tell me something. So that's sort of the essence of where the song came from. It was in my catalog for a number of years, and just I just never did anything with it uh, until I uh, started making this album, and I thought, what about that one song? Oh, yeah. Went back, found it, and uh, um, refreshed my memory a bit, and there you have it. Very good. And we have Robbie Wrist on drums. Yeah, he's on a lot of uh, tracks on the record. Yeah, uh, I played with Robbie. Uh, we were in my band, The Andersons, together, starting in... I believe maybe 95 uh, going to 2004 so I've you know played with Robbie for years and years and also played with him uh, in Steve Barton's band who as you can see is also uh, on that on that track mm-hmm. now let's talk a little bit about your musical background because you mentioned something on the website that this is not normally the kind of music that you would find coming from well, you set it up. <laughs> well, the music that you would find coming from a 53-year-old black man? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, did I do that fine? Was that okay? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> but see, a lot uh, of people would, would listen to this album and go, well, it's it's not overtly funky. It's not overtly this, that, or the other But it sounds very thing. young. It sounds more youthful. Yeah. Your voice is so sweet. And I get that from my mom. Mm. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, you should hear. Yeah, yeah. you have such a like a sweet, youthful voice. Like when you said you were f- older, then I thought I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then if you look at the picture, you're like, what? No. <laughs> like, and it's very hard to to do a search for you online because there's a football player that has right. the there's same also name. Hundred Derek Andersons. Yeah. With the same spelling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, what music did you grow up listening to that? that pulled the, I, I think you called it, what was it, Union Jack Pop? Well, the, the thing that kind of um, sort of lit a fire under me at a very early age was uh, actually, which uh, Ken, you may be able to identify with, was uh, AM radio mm-hmm. in the uh, mid to late 60s. Yeah. That was basically it. That, uh, I can remember uh, not getting in the car as a little kid without saying, Daddy, turn on the radio. And uh, everything that you could imagine, you know, especially being that young where you uh, weren't aware that there's certain things that you're not supposed to like because it's not cool. Or, right. Uh, you know, you, you, don't, you don't have that filter. Uh, you just kind of take everything in. And at that time, uh, the way that radio was, uh, AIM radio was, uh, everything was there. So um, uh, that was pretty much the, the catalyst that, that uh, opened my eyes to um, everything. Yeah, I remember listening to CKLW 
Oh yeah, yeah. Meet the. Where, where are you from? I was outside of Cleveland in Ohio. So in I was Ohio. in Toledo. Ah, so you know yeah. exactly what I'm okay, talking so that's about. That's exactly what I was listening to. Yeah. I remember it being like 1971 or two, and you would hear Jimi Hendrix and Donny Osmond on the same yeah, radio station. Yeah, that's what station. I'm saying. Uh-huh. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was great because you would hear everybody from Paul Revere and the Raiders to the Beatles to the Supremes to the Temptations, everything. There was nothing off limits. Deanna Warwick, yeah, it was all there. And it was all really, really great, and that's the thing. Uh, uh, everything that was there was like, this is this is wonderful. And the next track, you know, the same thing. It's just it, that's when music was good. As I say, like an old man, I remember when music was good. Back oh, in my uh, day, everyone agrees. Everyone agrees. <laughs> listens to the show and knows exactly what you mean. Like, what was the first album you ever bought? Uh, up to date with the Partridge Family. Ah. Okay, 1972. Wow. I remember that well. I really tried to <laughs> I really tried to impress the girls uh by learning a couple of those songs on guitar and they just didn't think I was as cute as Keith Partridge for some reason. <laughs> it didn't work. David Cassidy was like the most famous guy in the world as far as teen idol at that time. I right. there was nobody bigger than him. Right. At that time. So Yeah, this is true. Yeah. To me your influences really show on this album. Right. Right. And one of the things I love from the music back then is that, and and I don't want you to break my heart, but I'm going to mention this. It seems like the drums, like there's a real heartbeat to the drums on this album. Whereas a lot of modern albums, everything's done programmed. But these are right. live drums. You can hear Oh, it. yes, they are. Yes, they are. And it was pretty much my first you know, sitting down with the uh, engineer and, get, and getting into what Pro Tools can do. Uh, and it was like, oh, you could do that, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, um, especially with Robbie behind the kit, who is uh, just out of his mind anyway, as you can hear <laughs> on a lot, a lot of the tracks. Uh, I mean, you know, it was, it was great to have that element. Yeah, I would say there's are there five different drummers, five or six on, the, on this record. But you can hear the heartbeat in each one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and that's and that's something that's missing from a lot of modern music. This is true. Now, you want to talk about some great drumming on the next track, Waiting for You, Dennis Dyken from The Smithereens. Oh, yeah. The Smithereens are, are one of our favorite bands here. And Mine too. I know you wrote this song, but how does it come out sounding so much like The Smithereens? I guess when you have The Smithereens as your backing band. Well, when The Smithereens came out, they immediately became one of my favorite. I was, you know, like, where did this come from? This is, uh, this is great. And I can remember... Uh, being from Toledo, you had to either go to uh, Detroit or uh, Cleveland to s- see anybody worth seeing. So uh, they were playing uh, for their second album, Green Thoughts. They were playing up uh, somewhere in Cleveland. The and, Cleveland uh, Agora. I was at that I show. Think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was at that show. Yeah. Uh, but I distinctly remember the moment of seeing them and thinking to myself, that's all I want, something that does that. Mm. Probably around that time. I went home and, and said, I, I, wanna, I, I want to write me one of those Smithereens-type songs. And I wrote that, and I had to wait 20-some years to get them to be the backing band for it, but the, some things are worth waiting for. Worth the wait. That is so cool. <laughs> well, here we are. Here's some of Waiting for You from Derek Anderson's new album. Check it out. 
That is excellent. I love the smithereens, and that really has that, that great smithereens feel to it. So it's cool. We, we, we went to the same concert together back in yeah. the day. I was the long-haired weird guy that gave <laughs> Pat Donizio a painting of him. I, I actually did a painting of him, and I gave it to him, and he stopped the show and walked over and gave me a guitar pick. Like, he made a big Aww. thing out of it. Yeah, he's good like that. I yeah, mean, he's I mean, great. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of basically how I kind of fell in with him in the first place. Um, I had moved to You LA. did a painting of Pat? <laughs> 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 you thought you were the only one who did paintings of Pat? Everyone's done a painting. Well, they, they played uh, the House of Blues here, and I think it might have been 92 or 93 or something, something like that. And uh, I literally went to a, a sound check, um, not knowing what was going to happen, had my little cassette tape, showed up at sound check with the cassette tape, uh, waited till they were done, and kind of just went up to them and said, hey, I dig you guys, here's my tape. And, <laughs> and um, they were playing somewhere uh, the next night, I believe it was the Ventura Theater, and I went to that show too. And... Um, he says, oh, I see some familiar people here from the night before. He says, Derek, what do you want to hear? So uh, Severo Jornation, uh, who is their uh, bass player now, uh, mm-hmm. who's a friend of mine. Um, Severo, Pat got talking to Severo and says, do you, hey, do you know this Derek Anderson kid? And, uh, um, so he listened to the tape and, and loved the tape. And uh, uh, long story short, I wound up being a sub for them. Uh, and I did that for a number of years. I think starting back in uh, maybe 2002, yeah, something like that. So I remember. Years, every now and then I would, I would sub for them. So I got to do that thing uh, with them, which is also um, an incredible thing for me to be able to do. Sadly, I've never painted a watercolor of you yet, but there's still time. <laughs> there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> <laughs> Our next track is You Don't Have to Hurt No More. Can you tell us a bit about that and where it came from? Basically, that was, um, I had Squeeze and Terrence Trent Darby, uh, an odd combo in mind when I, when I wrote that one. Let's see, I believe that one was kind of written around the bass line, as I recall. Mm. And um, it just sort of came out, I think, the, you know, the, the first, sometimes a song will just, uh, a line will come to you and you'll build off of that one. And I think in the case of that song, yeah, it was the bass line and the, the very first line, What's On Your Mind, for mm. one last time. And it just kind of went, went from that and uh, the song came out.
have to hurt no more The day begins You make a mess with yourself Let it be known that there's no one to blame No blame earlier about how music didn't have any barrier on AM radio. I, I've got to ask, because both Courtney and I are huge Monkees fans, what do you think of the Monkees? Being a kid of uh, our age, Ken, mm-hmm. uh, I'll leave you out, Courtney. <laughs> we grew up with them. Uh, we watched the show on TV, and uh, the show, and the show, you know, it, it still is great. It was kind of not only just for little kids, but there was also something in there for for the grown folks, which we are now. And you had uh, you know, some of the best uh, studio artists playing on it, as well as them themselves. I won't, I won't take that away from them, of course, which everybody loves to do. You guys don't even pay on your stuff. Oh yeah, they do. Kind of goes back to the whole AM radio thing too. They were all over it. I, I love them from that. Of course, I'm sure you guys know uh, the, the album from last year that they did is just great. Yeah, it good is times so good. is amazing. Yeah, excellent stuff. Well, you've definitely become one of our favorite people here, like in the world. <laughs> so this this oh, it, this stop. happened quickly. No, no, he's not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so our next song, something new. This is this is one of my favorites on the album. There's so much talent on this, and it's basically a Bangles reunion with Robbie Rist on drums. You've got Debbie Peterson, Vicki Peterson, Susanna Hoffs, so many great people on this track. Tell us about yeah. something new and where it came from lyrically. Lyrically, uh, my friend Bill Keeling, uh, who was a, a drummer friend of mine, uh, we were both from Toledo. He came out in the mid-'80s, so I would always go out and visit with him uh, before I moved here. And I was in a band uh, with him uh, when I did move here. But uh, I had, basically I had the, the, the song and the melody. And uh, I said to him, I said, I got, you know, I ha- I'm having trouble coming up with something lyrically for this one. Do you want to take a stab at it? And he was like, sure. So he basically wrote, I wrote the, you know, da 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 And then he wrote the lyrics to it. And I didn't really have to do too much finessing, as I recall. It was, uh, he pretty much kept with the same um, meter and, and uh, the, that I gave him. And uh, I did write the lyrics to the uh, the bridge, the trying to hold on. That that was mm-hmm. when I wrote that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was largely lyrically. That was uh, Bill Keeling. So here's something new with the the bangles on backing vocals. Check this out. So crazy 
This album is chock full of great moments. Every song has something that that stands out, and yet it's cohesive. You know what I'm saying? For for all the different personnel and everything, there's a very cohesive uh, feel to it. Who's the producer? Steve Repling and myself. Mm. Yeah, and I've known Steve for years, and uh, when the time came to actually finally start making this record, there was no one else that I uh, would want to use. Uh, he was the the only person that came to mind to, to do this. Well, one of the things I really like about it is it's not brick wall. Right. There's a there's right. a there's a the, the music actually breathes, breathes like the way yep. it's supposed yep. to. Do you feel like this album you just did totally for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's pretty much. It was like uh, uh, you know. I don't care if anybody likes it or not. I love this thing. And, uh, <laughs> right. Love when, how, how did I you love know? When, yes. I love when artists do that, when they're just like, this is for me. It's not for the record company. It's not for this my manager. It's not for what this. This is all for me. And I always find like the best music and even with comedy, because I've started doing that the last like four or five years. Right. I've stopped showcasing whatever. And I love doing it just for me. And it's mm-hmm. amazing like when that happens. There seems to be like this burst. I don't know what it is, but it's like this instant awesomeness where you did it for you, but yet everyone thinks it's as good as you do, you yeah, know? Yeah. And and it's it's such a neat feeling. Like when I just feel like all artists should get to that point where they do do something like that. But you know, and you know how it is here. You know, there's always someone you know adding more spice or right, too many cooks. What, what you should do? Yeah. Yes. Yes, too many cooks in our kitchens. So I could tell that as you're talking about it, I'm like, this is, this is for him. So I think that shows when you listen to the music. So 
Keep that in mind, oh, listener. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> now, the next track, Phyllis and Sharon, when I was playing it for Courtney, she thought, well, here's a song I could send to my mom. <laughs> My mom's name is Phyllis. My mom's name is Phyllis. And then we get to the I bit about cocaine. And she's like, I can't send this to my mom. <laughs> it was within a second. I'm like, oh, I got to send this to my... Nope. <laughs> Maybe not. Just kidding. Well, wait, after I tell you what it's about, you can still send it to her and say, hey, hey, mom, uh, this song is about blah, 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 blah. And it has your name in it. Okay. Okay. As a matter of fact, what we're going to do right now, do, do me a favor and say... Uh, what, what's your mom's last name? Cronin. Okay. Phyllis Cronin. What's my mom's last name? Well, I, I didn't, you know, she could have got, I don't, you know, I, I don't. Know, no, no, yeah. I know. She's Cronin. She and my dad have been married for a really long time. Oh, I feel so bad. I don't know. Years, almost 50 years. Phyllis, here's a rock star, Derek Anderson. He's going to dedicate us playing this song to you, <laughs> Phyllis Cronin. Go ahead, Derek. Hey, Phyllis Cronin, this song is for you. I wrote it with you in mind. And it's called Phyllis and Sharon. Phyllis and Sharon, take it away. So, Derek, tell us what Phyllis and Sharon is all about. Where did it come from? That came from a very distinct place. Elton John and Rod Stewart, that was uh, their 
kind of pet names for each other uh, in the press. They would kind of take jabs at each other uh, uh, with those names, but in, in a very lighthearted way. And sadly, I forget which one was which. I don't remember which one was Phyllis and which one was Sharon. About them and how they used to be really good, and now they're not as good as we remember, as good as we would like them to be, dare I say. But uh, we still hope that uh, their output will be will rise to what it once was and and the greatness that it once was. So this is basically about Bob Stewart and Elton John. Wow. wow. And and dare I say it even has uh, uh, because I'm so clever. It has. Um, let's see. There's a line in it that uh, it's been a long, long time and things have truly changed. You know, like Rocket Man. Yeah. Been a long, long time. See how clever I am. See now it all makes okay. sense. I had <laughs> no there's, idea. There's another line. See, what is it? Uh, maybe they need a friend to lend a guiding hand. You know, Maggie mm-hmm. May. Hmm? See. Wow. <laughs> That's a trip. Yeah. Used to be so good, used to be so good for each other. Still the same old song. Better days are gone for Phyllis and Sharon. Riding so high they don't even try. Wow, wow, wow. See? Yeah, the yeah, the line that, that threw Courtney off was I said, Check this song out and she's like, I'm I'm gonna send this to my mom and nobody's beating back their pain through sex and mounds of pure cocaine. She went, ah, I don't know if I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna get past it because now I'm gonna make her listen to the show. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then I'm gonna show her a picture of Derek, and she's gonna go, "He's so handsome." I'll listen to that song. At, right. <laughs> Our next song, "Happiness," and you've got Matthew Sweet on this on guitar. A lot of other people, but tell us about the song "Happiness." When I wrote it, I wrote it be you know this minute and a half long, just kind of first course, first course done. In my mind, I wanted to write something that was kind of. Uh, uh, undeniable uh, sort of you know, hit machine kind of thing. Uh, no nonsense, just uh, all meat and there it is and, uh, and you immediately want to hear it again and again and again and again. Uh, so that's what I was going for when I wrote that. It's a very short song but it's very much to the point and I love the there, there's not a lot of complexity to the lyrics but when you think about happiness it, it doesn't need to be explained. Yeah, yeah. You know. checking out and I love this one because it deals with love and love is the best thing going you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh, seriously where did this song come from well it uh, it does deal with love but it also deals with death yes uh, yeah which is kind of that was sort of the impetus of that one um, at, you know at the age that we are uh, we're actually starting to see uh, people that are starting to check out yeah. So I kind of uh, a bit of a premonition of a of, of a song um, where, and I'm not sure I'm not sure now what 
you know, who, who, who were the who were the initial thought to write it came from? I, I don't even remember now. Uh, but uh, I believe it was uh, it might have just started with the the title popping to my head, and I was thinking, well, this is where this is this is where we're all going. So, yeah. Uh, put it down in a way that uh, uh, kind of you know, no hose barred sort of approach, uh, but yet. Uh, a bit of comfort to it as well. Yeah. What I love about it is it talks about how we're all checking out and you better make the most of it while you got it. As as you put it, use the machinery while you got it. Yeah. Uh, Use the love that you have and the relationships you have right now. Make the most of them. Because you don't know when you're not going to have them anymore. That's right. You don't know when you're going to lose someone or even yourself. You don't don't know. So uh, this is it. Use it. Do it. So here is Checking Out by Derek Anderson. song is a mother's love and this has the cow seals on it and vicky peterson and so many other people (sighs) what can you tell us about a mother's love this one kind of touched me i thought it was really cool oh thanks uh just wanted to write a song uh uh, for my mom about my mom you know i'm sure everybody says my mom's the best mom in the world but uh uh, i got a good one and uh, I just kind of wanted to uh, make sure that she knew and uh, also make sure that the, the world knew as well. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where that one came from.
Uh, Susan. Susan, is she, is she singing on that? Yeah, yeah, she's on it. She's, I love uh, her voice. Oh, she's she's incredible. I think her solo album, I think it's called Just Believe It. Uh-huh. I don't believe that's the name of it. If you haven't checked it out, check that one out. But the, yeah, she has yeah. one of those voices that, that will just kill you. It'll, it'll just slay you. Oh and my God, she, it's uh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And she's one of those people that could you know pick up a phone book and start singing it. And, right. And, and, and it would just be incredible. My my friend uh, Louise made that movie. My friend Louise Palanker did the documentary about them. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah, I have that here. Yes, it was excellent, and yes, she really was. was. Yeah, she that was her life for like a long time. Yeah, was uh, working on that film. I love the lyrics. I'm going to quote a couple of them. Way back in 1963, come on, let's start us a family. When Cupid's bow was shiny and new, then that November baby was due, and then later on. It talks about how your mother's always there for you. And mother's love, was there ever a thing so wonderful sent from above? Tell me, what would we do if they weren't there to see us through? So I know that when I play this for any woman who's a mother, she's just going to melt. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, seriously, it's, it's a really great song. And the, oh, the blending of the, the, the vocals is, is fantastic. Yeah, I was very fortunate to uh, get uh, uh, the Cowsells on it. Uh, and I've known them for a number of years as well. And uh, I used to fill in with uh, the Bob Cowsell band. Uh-huh. And that's kind of how I uh, uh, met them all. And, of course, um, John Cowsell is married to Vicki Peterson from the Bengals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and um, I believe it was probably, yeah, it was actually right before I joined the Bengals that I did a, a gig with uh with the Cowsells, and it was just uh, um, because they were also one of my favorites from back in the 60s. I can remember playing bass with them doing their harmonies and just kind of being surrounded by that sound of those voices and going, this this is incredible. Uh, because no one else, the blend that they have is just, it's just remarkable, and, and no one else sounds like that. Uh-huh. So I was uh, very fortunate to get them to... Um, I'll come down and uh, do their thing on that song. The next track is called My Prediction. I kind of like this. I, I, I really like lyrically where the song goes, where it, it talks about, like, basically it's up to you what you want to do with your life, but uh, I'm here for you, you know. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about My Prediction. I believe that one came lyrically first. The, the whole thing was written, written, up, written around the concept of uh, things may not be so good right now for you, but uh, I predict uh, things are gonna, everything's going to get better. Um, just keep on keeping on, as they say. And, um, uh, you know, as I said, if all things should come to pass, this could be your time. This could be your time to bask in the glow. 
So yeah, it was kind of centered around the lyric, and I kind of wrote the music uh, uh, around that. And um, uh, yeah, got really, a whole lot to say about that one. It kind of is what it is. Uh, it really but, uh, speaks to me though, so yeah. I really dig it. Yeah, this friend of mine from uh, in, from Toledo that I used to play with for years and years. He's he said the same thing. He he said he's been going through. Uh, through a lot of stuff and uh, uh, he said he listened to that one a number of times and uh, almost brought him to tears so you know if you can do that if, if you can touch somebody on a deep emotional level with your uh, with your work you I think you've really done something that's uh, that's that's another bit of high praise if you can do that absolutely did you know the things you try to control you hold on to time Stop messing about. What can you tell us about Stop Messing About? That was my uh, Little Richard in the Cavern Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a real live feel to it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, it it, uh, it wasn't live at all. But Right. Uh, yeah, we wanted to do sort of a Soul Finger kind of thing. Uh, Johnny Rivers, uh, Secret Agent Man, where there's kind of an audience. It sounds like there's an mm-hmm. audience there. It's a whole live thing, and it's all exciting.
up next is the single on the album. And Courtney, this was the song that I played for you that like you just flipped over. Oh, okay. This was the one out of out of many ones because we just kept flipping through the album and at first I, I kicked it off with the single and then we went through each track and it was like wow this is a great album this is the single when i was your man for it is really super cool uh i really like your backup band on this <laughs> crush on the entire backup band you know as far as uh you've got vicky peterson and debbie peterson and you've got kim shattuck there from the muffs and the, the pixies and so many cool bands this has got to be like a dream come true right for me, it was more, uh, as I approached each track on the record, uh, it's like what group of musicians uh, would be the most fitting for whatever the song was. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I, I had that song, and I actually said to Kim years and years ago, I said, uh, I got this song, and I, uh, I'm not sure when I'm going to record something, but I want you to play on it. And... Um, that was even pre-Bangles. Uh, mm. Once I uh, joined the uh, joined the Bangles and started playing with Vicky and, and, and Debbie, and I thought they would be really good on this track. It was more that rather than like, wouldn't it be? But but, but it's also very cool that uh, it's those people, it's those girls, and it's a song called "When I Was Your Man," but the backing band is all girls. You know, that yeah. <laughs> 
have you have you had a lot of good response from this so far? The uh, video uh, and everything. Yeah, yeah, great response actually. Yeah, yeah. Our next song is entitled "Spring." saying and there's a certain lushness to it that at the beginning lyrically is not there it talks about how spring has yet to come and then as the song evolves it really manifests itself you have some again Susanna Hoffs, Debbie Peterson and Vicki Peterson on background vocals and Mike Randall on guitar just an excellent standout track where did this song come from Basically, I, I wrote that uh, in the years before gay marriage was uh, legalized. Mm-hmm. Kind of came from 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 that perspective. That that was the the trigger uh, that made me want to write it, and uh, um, and I wanted to have it kind of more uh, in oblique terms rather than kind of just blatantly stating you know what, mm-hmm. what it's about. It's basically a, a, a note to the marginalized and the oppressed that. Uh, Things are really dark now, and then, uh, but uh, when spring comes, uh, hopefully things will change and uh, things will open up a bit. And uh, of course, we we crossed that hurdle now. But uh, yeah, it, it it can be interpreted in a number of different ways. It could be a uh, um, sort of a uh, sort of a statement about the uh, the political state that uh, we find ourselves in now, uh, mm-hmm. like it or not. So it, it, I think it opens itself to a lot of uh, interpretations, which, once again, is a great thing if you can do that as an artist. Uh, you, you've done something. Oh, and and it, it is one of my favorite tracks on the record. Mine as well. To me, it, it almost seems like, as you go through life, like my interpretation of it was, is that you, you, you come into things, and then it seems like everything's all drying up, and then you have to pull it onto yourself, and if you hang on long enough, you'll get to that place where you have a real understanding and a real chance to grow. And, you know, you and I are about the same age uh, You're when you're younger than I, but I'm, like, actually seeing some of the best stuff of my life happening right now. You know, in in a way that I never thought, like what I thought might be closer to my autumn is still a spring to me if I look for it and find it. Right, right. Yeah, it's all there. You got to look. Got to find the blessing where you find it. This is very true. 
love this song and very lush beautiful and those background vocals wow transcend it <laughs> I, thought, I thought they did a great job and, and i basically gave them the track uh it was largely completed and said okay girls uh i don't know i have no suggestions as far as, as, far as parts or whatever, whatever you're gonna do just you know do your thing send it back and that's what uh wow what we wound up with so, yeah. note to and self a- when you give the bangles just do your thing you're gonna get greatness so. <laughs> And then you took a chance on two songwriters that no one's really ever heard of before, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Who? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You guys did that at the same time. And you did an excellent, completely different version of Norwegian Wood, This Bird Has Flown. This, This is different than any other way I've ever heard it. And it's not it's not your mother's or your father's Norwegian wood. Right. But sure. but it's all there, right? And I love how you as the vocalist almost comment on the lyrics. Like you're in the situation walking through the apartment and you're like, Yeah, you know <laughs> <laughs> Put a little something on it and uh yeah. it's just really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna let this play out for a while, but this is I love this. Hey. Me too.
this is an album full of surprises. This is an album that should be in your collection. This is an album that you should go online right now today with Pop's highest recommendation and get this album now. Go to Amazon, go to Target, go to wherever finer music is sold and get this. Go to your brick and mortar store and say, can you order this for me? Because it's worth getting. Wouldn't you say, Courtney? I would. I just wish you'd stop talking so I can go listen to it. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I, that's the first thing I'm going to do when this is over is listen to it while I do my exercises for the day. It's going to be my inspiration today. Hot. So, ah, very good. Yes. <laughs> so we want to encourage people to pick up Derek Anderson's new album. It's it's excellent. Is there anything you'd like to say in closing about this? Who me? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it was a long time coming. Uh, the process of making it, uh, uh, it took a number of years, uh, largely because of uh, the various players on it and having to wait for people to turn in their homework. Uh, but uh, I am so pleased, and I hope that everyone who listens to it will be equally as pleased as I am. Like I said, this is one of the best albums you haven't heard yet this year, so go out and get it. Derek Anderson, A World of My Own. Now, Derek, while we have you here, we're going to do a little lightning round, okay? Okay. Favorite TV show? Uh, of all time. Uh, hmm. See, I could say I don't believe in absolutes. So, right. Uh, but I would say the, the first thing that comes to mind um, is Six Feet Under. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, what was it about that that really reached out to you? The, the characters, the, the, the Fisher family, uh, um, and at the time, uh, uh, one of the brothers was was gay and kind of closeted, and to see kind of his emergence uh, uh, with that, and just the whole uh, the the darkness of the shows. Uh, it's, 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 it's in a way it's, it's very dark, of course, with the subject matter, but it's also um, very it's, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, there's a real well, dark humor to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much, I would say, uh, just the combination of characters and every all the characters are very fleshed out and and, and, and you know and and you love you love them all. Mm-hmm. And uh, the series finale of that, if you haven't seen it, uh, it, it will just floor you. It, right. You know, yeah. Yeah. So you recommend um, that highly. Yeah, as old as it is now, but uh, uh, it I've still holds up. One. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Nope. Once again, if you can produce some art that uh, that holds up uh, after uh, years and years and years, you, you know you've done something. Right, right. Okay, now without thinking, you ready? How I do everything. Uh, <laughs> with, with, without thinking, pick a movie off top of your head that people should check out. I would say. Um, Probably because I just watched it uh, is To Sir With Love. Ah, that's a great one. Yeah, probably one that you don't necessarily think of too often. But it's a classic film. It's indeed a classic film. Yeah, that was one of my mom's uh, favorite movies as well. Uh, She was a school teacher, so it kind of spoke to her. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, Sidney Poitier uh, um, in one of his finest roles. You got Lulu, you know, as being a kid of the 60s, it's, uh, it's just a uh, great film and a great sentiment behind it. Classic film, classic song, classic actors, and uh, it's a story that kind of still resonates uh, mm-hmm. with you. 
Uh, it'll actually probably bring you to put a tear in your eye. Absolutely. Uh, There's that, also a young Michael Desbars in that, that film. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. I was shocked uh, to find that out. Well, that's cool. Uh, Before he met Pamela. What album are you digging right now? What, what, what album is popping for you right now? Listening to the radio on my way to work to uh, the Greta Van Fleet album, ah. which I didn't even know anything about them until uh, a couple of weeks ago. Never even heard of them. Yeah, really. they, they kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know anything about them, and I was uh, so happy to find out that they're, they're these kids, you know, mm-hmm. 21, 22 years old. Of course, there's the thing that uh, folks would say that, well, there's already, there was there was already a Led Zeppelin. We, right. we, we don't we, we don't need another Zeppelin. Why? Why? Uh, but at the same time, they've found a way to kind of capture that sound and uh, and do it so brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, that uh, you know, I think it does at least deserve a, a listen. And there's a, I know it's it's an EP, so there's one track that kind of gets away from that. So I you know I would like to see them do more of you know. Okay, we know that you guys can do Zeppelin. What else do you do? Mm-hmm. When you're doing your thing, uh, what do you sound like? Right. So I, uh, I kind of anxiously it, wait to hear that from them. But seriously, it's it's a brilliant debut. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's definitely got my attention, for sure. Yeah. Good choice. Great choice. We, we always like to find out what's popping with people. So. <laughs> well, we want to thank you for being on the show today. And uh, we'd also like to thank everybody over at Omnivore Records. Uh, Lee, Lee Loja, Captain Lee, she took care of setting things up and hooking us up today. So we want to thank them. And we'll be doing more with Omnivore Records and checking out what all they have in their catalog. But uh, very personable people over there. Indeed they are. Yeah, they're great. You got a good team behind you. I do indeed. And another great album that's coming out is Neil Finn's. And we're going to do a show on that. You a Neil Finn fan too, Derek? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw uh, when they had the crowded house reunion, probably eight, nine years ago. Um, wow. I saw were, you, them were you at the Troubadour? No, no, this was... Uh, you went to the, the Pomona show. You that went was Pomona it. Yep, show. yep, yep, yep. It was Pomona, yeah. Sorry, I went to every single one, so I'm like, which one? Was it Coachella? <laughs> was it the Troubadour? Was it the Pomona show? Yeah. Yes, the, the <laughs> Pomona show. That was, a, that was a popular show. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And I saw them back in the day as well, probably 92, something like that, I think, yep. uh, at, the, at the Wiltern. Yep. So we're going to recommend two great albums, Derek Anderson's A World of My Own and Neil Finn's brand new album. We recommend that you get both of those. And Courtney and I will be doing a show about why you should get that new album. Right, Courtney? Oh, gosh, absolutely. It's called Out of Silence, and, and Neil like made the album with these live streams from his studio in New Zealand each Friday during August. So you can listen to the album and then you can go back and they have the videos archived now and watch the process of the songs being recorded. Because sometimes there's like three takes of one song and then people are saying, I like this take, I like that take. It's really interesting. And then he just gets together with like a bunch of really cool, amazing people and then they did some split ends they just did some messing around they did a bunch of like really random like deep cut neil finn stuff that people like me really geeked out over and 
it's definitely worth a watch and a listen. Very cool. I had no yes. idea. Yes, it's very cool. The song Independence Day, like, the chorus is, like, such a Neil Finney chorus. It's got that darkness. It's got that beautiful melody, yet it's eerie. You were saying earlier about the, about your own song. I love that sound. Yeah. That I call that the hauntingly beautiful melody. <laughs> well, he's great at that. He Absolutely. is. Like, he's yeah. the master of that. So that's this, this whole album is that. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Well, we want to encourage you to pick up Neil Finn's new album. We want to encourage you to pick up Derek Anderson's new album. It's just a great time in music. Get out there. Buy some music. Remember when you used to buy music and love it? That time is still here. Yeah. Buy music so the people support you love what, can keep making it. Yep. They so, have to eat. So yeah. support what you love. Yes. And All buy right. merch at concerts. Yes. Buy merch buy at concerts. Buy merch. Even if you're broke, <laughs> buy a sticker, buy a keychain. Just do something. Support what you love. No Derek, worries. it was so okay. nice meeting you. Yeah, you too, Courtney. Thank you. Derek, we want to thank you for being on the show. And Courtney, we will see everybody on the next episode of... Pop. Pop. Yay, thanks for having me. And that's our show. Pop is an online, non-profit pop culture audio fanzine made for fans by fans. Any samples of music, TV, or movies heard here remain the property of their owners. Pop, a pop culture podcast, is not affiliated with any products we review or discuss. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of the pop staff. If you like something that you heard, buy it at your local record, video, or bookstores, or wherever pop is found. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying whatever you do, make sure it pops. Say goodnight, Dick. You know, I like to listen to Rick's Records podcast. You do, do you? Yeah, it's good. I enjoy it myself. You would. Well, who wouldn't? Rick's Records podcast. It's where it's at, man. Yeah. It's gear, it's fab. Yeah.